This is Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Make the time to subscribe. Now let's pull back those sheets. Can we talk about the relationships? Can we talk it over, see how we can build? Only you and I know that's the way it goes. In this big old bed, they're talking over so Talk it over. Yo, 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 it's your man, Big O, back for another episode of Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. I want to welcome Trish. How are you today? I am good. Trish, let everybody know what we're talking about in this big old bed, because this is a hot one. I like this. I like this topic. Your stories are crazy. <laughs> Y'all, I got a million of them. Trust All me, the I'm not done. Crazy. All the Trish stories are crazy. <laughs> yeah. I might, Trish, I might yeah. start my own podcast and just interview you <laughs> Listen. Up, the stories and chronicles of trisha <laughs> trish co-hosting I, I got stories for days when i say i got stories for days i got stories for days but today's topic, topic part uh-huh. two we we're coming back to you guys this week with part two of can a neat freak and a slob be in a relationship is being messy a deal breaker so I think in part one, we already know, like we all said, yes, it's a deal breaker. But we did bring up a topic last week in 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 the part one, where we talked about hoarding briefly. So, you know, um, I don't remember who said it, but somebody had mentioned, you know, is there a difference between being messy and being a hoarder? Now, I think, and this is me personally, um, and our producers were talking about to us about this as well. I don't think I could be with a hoarder because now we're talking about issues that go way deeper than just you being lazy or not, or not being mindful of keeping your place clean. And I don't think that I have the patience personally to deal with it. Um, you know, and, and you guys can tell me about what, what you guys think or your personal experiences, but would you date someone that had crossed that line of being just dirty and now was a complete quarter? I don't think I could, because like you said, it didn't, is on a whole different level and is dealing with, to me, a psychological issue mm-hmm. you might have. So, mm, yeah. Yeah, no. I, I agree. You know, yeah, you start to enter a different realm when you're when mm-hmm. you when you can't throw something away. <laughs> like when you when you like stack so many things into your 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 accommodation that you run out of room. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I watch those shows and I, I just, I, I just don't know how, I mean, that it's amazing. And to hear how people think about justify and rationalize, justify is just yeah. like, you know, the one guy I watched recently, you know, are you still watching like, it? I do too. No, it's just <laughs> like, watch it. every, every once in a while I'll, I'll just happen by, but, and it just draws me in because I'm just like, <laughs> Who, who I'm lives nervous like of, this? Be like, like nervous just, of what's gonna come out. Yeah, just like under that stuff. And he just could not let go of like newspapers because he had a thought, and it was—I mean, it was just like I was like, oh my god, the whole and, and, newspaper, not just a section. 
it's fascinating to me to, to see this because it's just like, you just can't believe that that's something that that's a thing. It's a thing thing. <laughs> you know? Anjali, what are your thoughts? I want to know what I want to know what Anjali says. I know she says she's listening and enjoying being a spectator. I definitely want to hear because you were you were the first one to to bring in the the connection between mm -hmm. like the the outer represents the inner, and it may be of like you know a phase. It may be something uh, that they've experienced recently, or it may be just like you said, they may be just who they are. Mm -hmm. I, not to bring so many variables into this, but. I think there's also, there's a difference between chronic hoarding and acute hoarding. Like mm -hmm. there, so well, the, what Chris was describing to me sounds like a chronic hoarder, like someone that anything, they can't let it go. It is, that's, that's, that's too much for them. There's also acute hoarding in my head that it could be something specific. So I'm a lyricist and like whenever- Let's get some bars, some, let me hear. No, I'm just I was like, okay. Well. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but like, I, I'll get an idea for a song and I'll write it down on a sheet of paper that'll just be a random sheet of paper that I find because I got to get it out. I got to get it out or I'll forget it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it. It's been to a point where I'll be in the shower and I'll be like, no, that was brilliant. And I'll just run out and I'll write something down, but dripping wet. Mm -hmm. And like, then I'll kind of forget that I wrote it down, but like, but I want to keep that paper just in case like more ideas come to it, more ideas mm -hmm. come to it. Okay. So there are random little bits of papers with like three phrases on it all through my house, because at some point I'm going to put those papers together and it's going to be a song. Like there, uh, there uh, is. So that's your process. That's my process. Like that's, okay. there's an, there's, that's my way of bringing my art to life. Got so it. there there is a certain, to me, that's acute hoarding. Like it's not for everything. Like I'll, I'll throw things away till I'm blue in the face, just not these pieces of paper. And, um, and so like, I think that's livable. The chronic hoarding, that's, that to me is a deal breaker because that person's mental landscape is probably really messy too. And something that I would have to take a lot of time and effort to try and understand and I don't have the energy for that so like that relationship isn't going to work out okay really enjoy that distinction on holy yeah that, <laughs> that, that was a good because now I'm starting to think about wait a minute I do some of those kind of same things but I've actually you know called it being a pack rat you know like yeah. I, <laughs> I have a I have a storage with a box of you know like those kind of things like mm -hmm. you know so but is so does that does that mean I'm almost a hoarder that's what I was about to say I was like I wonder how many hoarders in the show said I'm a pack rat I'm not a hoarder <laughs> how many times has that been justified or rationalized like I'm not a hoarder I'm a pack rat there's a I'm difference a <laughs> it's a scale <laughs> So real quick, y'all, while we're sitting over here talking, you know, I'm actually looking at a few different articles. Um, so there are plenty of articles online that talk about hoarding and that there's levels to hoarding and is a messy house a sign of a mental illness. So what the experts are definitely saying, and this is from CBS News, is that household clutter is a common problem. So anybody with a messy house, you're not alone. That's normal. It's common. But extreme clutter is evidence of hoarding, a serious psychological psychological condition that's been linked to obsessive compulsive disorder that requires some form of intervention. 
So in dating, you know, apparently those of us that are clean freaks or neat freaks are the anomalies. Um, I've even seen a couple of articles here where people are talking about, yes, they're able to, you know, um, one, there's one article here from insider.com where the title is, I'm sorry, I'm a messy person dating a clean freak. Here's how we made it work. And they ah. made it work by setting boundaries. Okay. So the boyfriend was the clean freak. The girlfriend was the messy person. Uh-huh. And they eventually, when they moved in together, she thought she was perfectly normal, which truthfully she is, according to what CBS is saying. Truthfully, it's more common for people to be messy than for people to be neat freaks. Um, and she basically said they ended up divvying up the household chores while he has um, an affinity for vacuuming and making sure cabinets are, you know, organized and neat. They have discussed what are their limit limitations, you know, what is his limitation? And he has asked her to help with things like putting away the clothes, picking up after yourself, little things like that. And then they make a day of it where they deep clean together. So I guess these messy hoarding relationships can work, but there has to be some type of a boundary that is set with both parties that both parties are willing to agree to. So, I mean, outside of the, what, the five of us, it sounds like there are some people out here willing to make that kind of compromise and make it work. I don't think I'm one of them though. <laughs> but they set, so, so they set, they set a schedule. Yeah, they set a schedule and they set boundaries. Okay. So it was well, like, if everybody's playing by those rules, then I mm-hmm. mean, it, it kind of sounds like that's a, a solution, a potential solution for anybody who may be in, in that situation. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, what were you about to say? I, I think it depends on the, the level of their messiness of as far as me dealing with them. Okay. So, cause there are uh, levels of it. Like, like you said, somebody might not like to vacuum. Mm-hmm. They might not like to pick up behind themselves after they take their clothes off in the bathroom. I might can deal with that. Cause I pick I pick your clothes up real quick and drop them in either in the trash or the hamper. <laughs> because they they kind of dead right there together in the washroom area. Yeah, they either going in the trash or the hamper. So it'll make it. But if it's to the point where I can barely walk in your space, mm-hmm. Then no. If I gotta walk all over on clothes and stuff, no. So it's a it's a comfort level, basically. Yeah, yeah. Is what it boils yeah. down to. If I'm I'm comfortable doing X, Y, and Z, whether it's you know picking up, vacuuming, wiping off a countertop or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'm not comfortable. Once I feel uncomfortable, no matter what it is, once I feel uncomfortable, that's that's a that's yeah. a red light. That's a. Yeah. I'm not. If if you can cook in a nasty kitchen. Then I'm not gonna eat your food. Yep. I not. That might be some of the best food you ever had in your life, Jordan. I, I what you talking not. about? All the cross contamination. All the all the you find fish that's been fried and used in uh, chicken oil and liver mm-hmm. and looking. If you got dishes uh, stacked, come. if you got dishes stacked up in your zinc. Yeah, man, that's the that's the sauce from the previous meal. That's uh-huh. gonna mingle that's with no this food. meal that I'm putting together for you. No. I was always taught by my mom to to clean your kitchen first uh-huh. and clean as you cook. Yep. 
So I clean my. But when you when you supposed I, to I eat? I can't have no dishes in my. Zinc Hold on. When, I first when do you get to eat? I gotta cook and clean. I, the food ain't got cold. Okay, you won't you won't eat while I'm when while I'm cooking. Because oh, okay, cold, all right. Whatever I use. Okay. After, after I use it, I'm washing, putting it in the yeah. dishwasher. So yeah, See, I ain't got time. I ain't got time for all that. What if I ain't got time for all that? That I cook, I eat, and then the cleaning to get to it later. Like after I eat, I get that itis. I'm sorry. So I got clean as I But can I also say this? I will say this. I feel like nowadays, and this is for most professionals. I think most of us have taken on a a like a value system of my time is very precious to me. So if I don't have time to clean, I'm gonna hire somebody to clean. It's like, it's like laundry service. It's so for me, I feel like there's really no excuse. I don't have time to wash clothes. So guess what? I use a laundry service. Well, I don't maybe, have time to, but I don't you have value time to that. Shop. I but do, value. I value that. So what if somebody doesn't value, like, I don't, you know, I get to the, my clothes everywhere. They don't stink. That's when I wash them. I just, I put them on. But there's really no reason. That's how I, think I, that's how I choose. <laughs> we're at a point where there's no reason why you really should be messy or, you know, dirty or things that. of that nature. That. Because there's so many services available to people out there that you can utilize. I think if you value, like, again, messy could just be not having time or just being like, just not having time or the energy to get to it. Okay, well, there's a service for that. There's an app for that. There's so many ways care, that you could just help yourself. Listen, if they just don't care, they're not going to use any of those time. services. They're not going to use any of those services if they don't care. Like, I, it's, it's not bothering me. It's bothering you. You go hire the maid. Uh, listen, I will. Okay. Let, right, says right. my I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing <laughs> devil, devil's advocate. <laughs> she would just go in there and clean it herself, so... Yeah, there's your there's a new business right there. See, listen, I'm, I'm not opposed to picking up a bottle of Lysol and bleach and, and pine salt <laughs> and cleaning. Like, listen, I'll do it. But, but what I'm saying is I feel like now in, in today's day and age that we live in, there is no reason why really you should be messy. Okay. There's, there's so many different services and there's all so much help that's available to you. You don't have to do it all yourself. I don't you know, like strangers in my house. Grocery shopping. We have, you know, <laughs> drop off service for laundry. There uh -huh. are merry maids that will come in and clean your house. So what do they if call? You're not merry maids. Merry maids. If you're What's not that? utilizing the resources the available to you, I think that, that speaks to more, are you comfortable like this? Do you not see that there's a problem here? Um, and it kind of goes into that overlying theme of communication. Like, because if I'm dating you and I'm not, I got my own house to worry about. I'm not going to worry about your house if you're not mm -hmm. worried about it. Mm -hmm. If you're not making the effort to keep yourself together, keep your house together, and make sure that these spaces that we commune in are, are clean and comfortable for the both of us, for me, it speaks volumes. Like, you really don't care about my comfort in your place. You don't care about, I care about your comfort in my place. Why not vice versa? So let me ask, I want to go back to something, and, and Angelie, I want you to, well, Angelie, you have a thought before I, before I pose? Nope. I Okay. Um, I wanted to ask Geraldine, because what you said at the top, um, or in part one, was that, you know, you, you had been in a situation before where you dated someone who was a slob and you were the neat person. And it was, you just never went over there, right? No, I, I never came, said I never went over there. I've been over there. That's how I knew how bad the house was. It's just, I didn't visit like that. Okay. Him coming to, to me. 
So when when in that situation, when he came to your place, did he ever get comfortable enough to where he started treating your place like it was his and you had to check oh, no. him? Uh, you had to no. check him like, yo, you're uh, not, okay, no, okay, no, no, okay. Don't treat my place like yours. Okay, I just want to know. I just want to know. Did he ever get there? You'll be like, "Oh, it's a nice place. Just toss my shoes everywhere. I'm gonna leave this this chicken bone sitting right here on the nightstand." And I just because that was my late night snack, I didn't feel like throwing it away. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you this though. So, kind of what he just said. So, Geraldine, if the guy comes, let's say you cook dinner, he's at your place. You cook dinner, and your natural inclination when a person comes over is to treat them as a guest. So you clean up after them. How many times before you say, no, this is not okay? Because I think the first time or two, I'm going to collect your plate, pick up your napkins, you know, yada, yada. I'm going to clean up because as a guest in my house, that's what I expect. How many times before you say, nah, brother, now you just, you, you overstepping your bounds? Well, I didn't. I, How many I, times for you? I actually didn't <laughs> have to do that because... Uh, he he would get up and take his plate to the kitchen. Oh, so he knew how to be clean. That's, that's so interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, that's like well, if you could got the yeah. skills to do that here, why can't, why you, can't do you do that, do that at home? He would he would and and see me. I don't. I'm not. I'm here by myself, so I don't eat in my kitchen. I'll fix mm -hmm. my plate and I'll even sit in my living room or go in my room, look at TV and eat. But he didn't even want to go in my room and eat. He would prefer to stay, stay in the kitchen and eat. <laughs> he was probably like, I've never eaten in the kitchen before. This is nice. <laughs> I, don't, I, can't, I can't eat in my kitchen. Like, <laughs> this is a nice place. Like, oh man, well, maybe I should clean up my place. The other way though. What happens if it's the other way? So like, I'm, I'm, this is bringing up memories now. So I, what if you are the messier one and he's, the neat freak or do you see that? So I had this dude that was just an obsessive compulsive and he drove me nuts. Like that relationship lasted two weeks. Like, cause it couldn't go. Was his, was his, was his furniture in plastic? I mean, yeah, it was close to that kind of pretty much. Like I think he may have <laughs> taken the plastic off when I came there, but put it on when I left. Like it was just like, <laughs> it was, it was insane. Like, if there was one thing out of place, you kind of follow me around the house and he would like put it back into place. And I was like, what is wrong with this guy? Like there was just so much controlling that had to happen mm. in his space. And then I noticed that he did it in other people's spaces too. And like, he, he did it in oh, restaurants. Wow. He did it in okay. like, like he- That's a, he that's would, a disorder. It's a disorder. Like, so I feel like yeah. it can go the other way too, where, <laughs> where it's not just, it's not just the messy person who is showing some, some tendencies. It's also the super clean person that's mm -hmm. showing some tendencies because it's all did about you, control. Did you ever get nervous? Cause I've heard, and I don't know how much truth there is to this. I'm just throw this in here for, for levity's sake, but did you ever get nervous and be like, Oh, this dude might be a serial killer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So there is some yeah. truth to that. Yeah. Cause that, that's what I heard. Trish over here laughing. <laughs> I'm like, yo, but I, have you not heard that Trish that like some serial, like serial killers, like their places are immaculate. Um, like when, they, when they finally got caught and you know, the investigation and then, you know, the, everybody's, uh, um, in, you know, investigating their places and stuff like that. They find that like, the they know how to clean up after stream meat free. <laughs> they do. Everything they know how to get blood out of a carpet, basically. 
No, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. That's the right. thing. Look it up. Look it up. That's the thing. I'm gonna look it up. I'm that's gonna look it up. That's the thing. So I, that's why I was asking, messing with Anjali if she was just like, okay, hold on. I mean, this yes, is giving he, me American Psycho me. vibes. He yeah. scared me. That man scared me. And like, he you was know, fixing the way you well, dry your hands like on some. Be, yeah, I felt like I had to be a certain way around him that wasn't mm-hmm. me. So, yeah. like, yeah, that's what controllers do. That's right. what controllers and, do. That's not fair. Like, I'm pretty happy with myself. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be what somebody else's version of me is supposed to be. So, I don't know. Like, I feel like I just, I feel like we go both ways. I feel like, you know, both is about either a lack of control on the messy side Mm -hmm. or too much and or too much control on Mm -hmm. the super clean side. Tight, tightly wound. You got to find that, that gray area. You know, you got to find that gray area. And, And again, everybody has to know their personal boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. Gray can move on that spectrum, but it's, I, it's all about comfort and how comfortable I am um, in the in that in that spectrum in that person's place. Where do you where do you think, Jordan and Chris? And I'm gonna come to you, Anjali. Where do you think your comfort gray area is on the spectrum between like too neat, super controlling? and just a pigsty no control where do you where do you err towards i think i'm between the too neat and a little a little like a tiny little messy like a little messy yeah okay yeah yeah i'm I'm the same way way. i mean you know or to the neat i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say i'm like i'm I'm not a neat freak but Mm -hmm. (laughs) house is clean yeah, my house is clean. Yeah, you know, all my clothes are folded. <laughs> I, I, I also have a habit of if um I walk through my house and I I smell something that I normally don't smell, I'd be like, oh, what's that smell? And if somebody come here and I'd be like, Do y'all smell something? Because I, I smell something, I can't I can't grab it, and mm-hmm. it's getting on my nerves. Mm-hmm. I, I hate that. I got mm-hmm. I don't want my house to smell bad at all. It might mm-hmm. not be the cleanest, right? But it's clean, and I want it to smell good. Burning that sage and those candles. Get that lavender out there. Yeah, I, I just go to spraying. For a long time. <laughs> <laughs> spraying. Yeah, and choking your choking your guests. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely think. I definitely think um, that across the board, I think we all say the same thing, that there is, there's a limit where there's a line that gets crossed on either spectrum. You can be neat and then there's too neat, you know, or which leads into compulsive, or you can be messy and then you can be too messy leading into hoarding. I feel like we all are, you know, in that common area of people who just like to keep a, a, a tidy house, you know, not necessarily pristine but tidy one that's livable functional and we want our partners to be able to do the same to be able Mm -hmm. to live in or have a livable functional space that you can enjoy yourself in i think that's pretty much what it boils down to outside of that there's a lot more talking talking it over that needs to happen but uh I don't know that we're we're all there. I think everybody in this conversation is like, we're not there. We're not we're not willing to talk it over. So <laughs> that's just that's what I'm getting from this conversation today. So last last thoughts, real quick. Would you would you do you think like 
I don't I don't know how you would be able to make those snap judgments or those first impressions without seeing their place, right? So that's kind of depending on the courting phase. That's you know that's more. I mean, for me in my experience, if I'm going to your place uh, and we've been courting, then that's kind of alluding to getting to the next stage mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. Do you think that this topic uh, should be discussed in the courting phase? Like, can, how can you tactfully ask them? Like, you know, are you a neat person, or are you a, you know, how do you, how quickly do you bring that question in before seeing their place? If I, if you pick me up, your car is nasty. We gonna have a conversation about this immediately. It's an indication. I'm, I, what if I'm sending you? I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you a cab. Well, it's still a conversation that we had. Wait a minute, you huh? got a car and you gonna send a cab for me? Maybe I don't have a car. You don't want to well, pick you, me up now? Well, maybe maybe you live all the way on the other side of town and I'm running okay, late and, I, and I'm running late and I'm like, yo, I really, we got reservations. I'm gonna just send a car because I'm not gonna make it. I'm not gonna be able to get there to get you and get but you back. You gotta take me so home. Must... <laughs> you gotta take a, me home. Maybe not, what if the date goes horribly? Nah. Then what are we even talking about? Yeah, you're exactly. right, you're right. You're right. Hey, oh, I think, I think, you know, ultimately, hey, when you start courting someone or you start dating someone and you start to see, uh, you know, maybe you observe each other, how they live or whatever, you, you, you put the timer on, right? And so mm -hmm. then you got to see by the time that timer runs out, what it is you can tolerate, what it is you can't. Mm -hmm what it is that you enjoy about the relationship and how long are you going to enjoy it until, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, until that timer runs out that certain things can't be fixed. Cause you, you may rewind that timer back when you, you know, when you're like, yeah. oh, he's so cute or she's so, she's so lovely and she's so sweet. Uh, you know, we like yeah. what we do, but ultimately, some people, ultimately some people, the dog hair ain't going to cut it. Right. Some people, some people, <laughs> Some people speed up that timer by putting yeah, gum yeah, on their right, nightstands, right, and you're right. just like, "Oh well, you know that timer just rang right now." Right, right now, now. it's done. 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 Ding. Yeah, I, I I think, and for me personally, I've gotten to a point in point in my life where I don't have time to to fix anybody. I don't have time to to get you energy. to undo yeah. the things that you've learned. Like this is who you are. I don't have time to undo that and make you mm -hmm. the person that I want you to be. And who says that yeah. you want to be who I want you to be? So yeah, that's true. at the end of the day, you you know what you can handle. You know what you can tolerate. Exactly. I say right. if this is not it, cut it out, move on. Yep. Got it. All right. Anything else, Angelique, before we wrap it up? Uh, no, I, I, I think that, I think, I think what everybody has stated is that it comes down to your personal boundaries. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. if it, you know, for me, a messier person, that's not a deal breaker for me. A hoarder, that's a deal breaker for me. Mm -hmm. A okay. obsessive compulsive asshole that follows me around his home. <laughs> that's, that's a deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. <laughs> Can I go to the bathroom, please? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't need to be here. But right. It's like, you so know, I make. Like, I want to make sure that you return the doorknob back to the appropriate degree exactly. that I had it at before you um, open this door. <laughs> well, before was we nuts. leave, uh -huh. before we leave, can I ask one question? Because mm -hmm. I know this is a habit of mine. Um, when somebody uses my bathroom, mm -hmm. I ask them to put the seat down before they flush. I do mm -hmm. that too. 
I, I do it. I don't really necessarily ask anybody to do it because I'm like, they either know or they don't know, but I do it personally. I thought you was yeah. about to say when they leave the bathroom, you running behind them with the spray just because you know, you're like, you don't want <laughs> no. nothing smelling in your house. You're like, hey, yeah, am I wrong? For as soon as they come out the bathroom, I'm in the bathroom with the spray. Like, no, but yeah, I, I have to ask because I've had people come here and not put down the seat. And when I go in there and I'm like, no, that's a reasonable yeah, ask. No, I, I mean, that's a reasonable ask. Down. That's, that's a reasonable ask. That's, mm-hmm. that's a reasonable ask. I think, I think some people need to be educated in that way a little bit more. So I well, think that's a reasonable ask. Sorry, just to add to that, for me, when a man uses my bathroom and like keeps the seat up, that is a pet peeve of mine because sometimes when I wake up, you know, early morning and I go to the bathroom, I fall in. So like, it's like, <laughs> you know, cause I'm not paying attention. Put the damn seat down because I got to use it too. So that pisses me off. That is a deal breaker. I agree. All right. Well, we're going we're gonna to definitely get y'all back on here. We're going to have to bring that back <laughs> around again. So let me say thank you. Yeah, that's another one. That's another podcast. So Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Anjali. Thank you, Geraldine, for, for uh, giving your time and your thoughts as always. I want to thank Anna Banana and Nas, KI from Bedside, and also Brother Hassan uh, and, and Bumpy, all our producers and sound engineers. And Trish, thank you as always. You know, you got my thanks, <laughs> even though, you know, you're going on vacations without me. That's cool. And got getting robes and all this stuff, but that's cool. That's cool. Whatever. Big O, Big O's day will come. <laughs> Big O's day will come. That's cool. All right, slow motion. Bye, y'all. That was amazing. You've been listening to Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. We hope you got what you needed. Make sure you subscribe. Holla at you next week.